0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Stoned and Starving with me, Renee. And I am a little nervous for this episode, but I'm also very excited to finally be able to kind of tell my story as far as the stoned aspect of this podcast goes. So I guess there's really nothing I have to say at the beginning right now, per usual. So let's just jump right into it. Okay, first of all, I just came back from Colorado, which amazing, amazing place. I've traveled places before, (laughs) like in the US and Mexico and Canada. That's pretty much as far as I've gone. I've never gone across the pond or anything, So, but there's just something about Colorado that is so calming and chill and just nice to be there and I really needed that like I I didn't realize that I needed to get away until I left and now I'm back you know what I mean traveling scares me I'm pretty nervous to go new places a lot especially when it's like that far away but I, I've noticed this pattern in myself that whenever I come back, I just feel like this new sense of, or I guess I feel a sense of newness is what I'm trying to say. And with that, with all of this new, like just traveled to Colorado energy, I really just wanted to kind of delve into my journey with weed because obviously Colorado is a great place to get stoned and the their products their cannabis products are just better they're cheaper they're better you're at a higher altitude like it's just better there (laughs) Colorado you're doing it right but with all that being said I really wanted to I really wanted to be comfortable talking about my like journey with weed and that whole part of my life. And before going to Colorado, I really, I was on the fence about it, but obviously I knew it would be something that I would want to talk about down the road. I just didn't know how soon, just because it's been such an up and down thing for me. And this podcast in a way is something that I see as it's something for me to do instead of smoke weed, if that makes sense. Not that like I have really that much trouble controlling myself because what I'm about to tell you, it ends with me being able to actually have a healthy relationship with weed and cannabis and all that. But there are times where, you know, you're just bored and I'll get into that. But you're just bored or you're you're avoiding something or whatever. You just don't want to deal with something. So you smoke or you take an edible or dab pen or whatever your favorite way of smoking is or consuming weed is. And lately in really changing up my life a lot, it's been really stressful for me. And there are times where I'm like, I really do want to smoke, but money for me is tight and I don't want to spend the money on it and whatever. So I'm really trying to like refrain from letting that be a habit for me again, because as you'll hear and what I'm about to kind of delve into, it really is a coping mechanism for me. And it's a pattern of, you know, me getting stressed out or not dealing with my emotions or not dealing with what's actually happening in my life and like not wanting to be present for that. So I just, you know, cope with weed. So with all that being a preface to what I'm about to say, let's just get into it. I was in high school the very first time that I smoked weed and I didn't really experience a high and I know that's like a thing like, you know, you try it for the first time and you don't actually feel anything. The first few times I felt nothing and I was like, this shit is bogus. Why do people do this? And it smells weird and it burns my throat. <laughs> and later I finally was with a friend and we smoked and I finally felt like this really crazy head high. And from then on, I was so interested in it. And, you know, I really didn't smoke at that frequently in high school like at all compared to now and it was really only when somebody I knew had some and it was like this very rare occasion like maybe not even once a year kind of thing or maybe once a year I'd probably say that after that I ended up getting accepted to a school called Mount Ida College where I started in graphic design and ended in fashion design. But it was only a freshman year because they ended up shutting down. And that's like where I met my best friend now, who I will be talking about because where we both kind of became stoners together and coped with like our school shutting down in this way. And we were also really dealing with the separation part because we became really, really good friends that first year. And we were planning on being roommates the next year. And we had just become such big parts in each other's lives that not being able to have somebody the next year to know that you're going to be rooming with and just have your friend be at the same school as you is dope. And the fact that we weren't going to be going to the same school anymore, weren't going to be roommates anymore, and would have to figure all that out was, you know, traumatic for us. So over that summer, which was summer of 2018, I finally got accepted to Massachusetts College of Art and Design, which was awesome because there really aren't that many schools around here for fashion design. And I did not want to be traveling all the way to New York, despite the fact that they have amazing fashion schools and programs and all that jazz. It just wasn't practical for me and my mental state at the time. So I was glad that I could find somewhere that was relatively close to where I live and my parents live. So that summer We really bonded over discovering weed together and like just different ways to smoke, how to roll like (laughs) you should have seen the blunts that we were rolling when we when we first started, they were just so flat and barely smokable. I don't know how we smoked out of them, to be honest. But regardless, we found ways and really bonded But with that, I kind of paired weed with trauma at the beginning. Like I, in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'm having fun. Like experiencing weed and being a stoner and like all this new shit, you know, this whole new world to me. And I was also, but I was also hurting so much at the time. Cause I was also talking to some guy and he really fucked me over. So I was like, I I what am I worth? I'm not worth anything. What's wrong with me? Blah blah blah. Like my school doesn't even want me. And no guy wants me or whatever, you know, just typical teenager shit. And in other words, I was struggling really hard with self-worth. And I turned to weed to cope with that trauma. So I was having fun, but also really creating uh, an unhealthy relationship with it. And honestly, throughout school that first year, I didn't smoke that much. Like I was only smoking when I was with my friend. And at my school, I was like way too scared to do anything just because I was, I didn't want to get caught and kicked out and at a whole other new school again. So... Once I got to MassArt, I really, I liked all of my mates. They were awesome. Two of them were from the same school I was coming from. So that was great. And in the same program. And one of them was from a whole other state. And we were all friends at the beginning. But I don't know, something took a turn. And me and my roommate just were not vibing. And so that was also stressful. And school itself is so stressful. Especially being at a new school and not knowing anyone, not knowing how it works, learning a whole new subject. Because I switched mid-year, freshman year, to fashion design from graphic. So I was also semi-behind in my knowledge of creating fashion. Like, I knew literally next to nothing. And I learned how to use a sewing machine that summer before I went to school there. (laughs) Anywho, you sophomore year came and went, whatever it was like a thank God moment at the end, but it was a, it was a fine year. You know, I did well in all my classes, but I was still just stressed from all of that. And then still struggling really, really badly with my self-worth because I know I didn't feel enough at school either. I just felt like everyone was one step ahead of me or knew something that I didn't that it just made it easier for everyone else. When in reality, I reflect back now and I'm like, well, it really wasn't meant for me because in the end, I, I'm not doing that right now. I'm not designing fashion because I don't want to, (laughs) I just like wearing it and talking about it and looking at it. (laughs) But anyways, that summer came around. I got a new job. I was still working at the same job that I had So I was kind of doing two at once for a little bit. And then I just quit the one that I already had to do the new one solo. And honestly, that was a great summer for me. Once I quit the first job, I really loved the place that I was working at. My sister was my manager and it was just like a cool smoothie place, summer shop, whatever. And I was feeling really great about progress that I was making, like with my health and everything. Like I really knuckled down that last semester of school on being healthier and doing school in a healthier way, because that's around the time when I found the whole like spirituality route and, you know, astrology and everything. And just something that I was able to grasp onto that made sense in such a confusing time for me. And with that, weed came along. Weed has not left the chat. Okay. Like it's on my shoulder (laughs) at this point, just being like, well, but maybe you could just like have fun, even more fun, you know? So that summer I really got introduced to vapes and carts, like cartridges And because they were so easy to conceal and like they don't smell or whatever, some of them do have like a weird smell, but it's not exactly weed. But some people smell it as weed. I don't know. But most of them don't have a scent. Like you can smoke them in a building and get away with it kind of thing. And that was kind of a game changer in a good way for a second and then really bad way because then I discovered oh my gosh, I can smoke whenever I want. I can be high whenever I want. And nobody, not even people in my school will know. So junior year rolls around (laughs) and I'm basically, I found somebody at school who I knew and I was friends with. She's awesome. I'm not going to shout her out just in case, but she helped me get carts for really cheap and frequently so i was able to have one whenever i needed it and that ended up being really often toward the end of junior year because ta-da covid covid is the one who enters the chat now (laughs) and of course that is that was such a stressful time for everyone in the world and you're thinking about everyone but you're thinking about yourself and you're thinking about your family it's just you were we were all thinking about how many layers of people of communities of society that this pandemic just completely halted or shifted and changed and i was still going to art school and they moved it to online so I'm I was just stressed about all of that. I was stressed about my projects that were due. I literally went on spring break and never came back. Only one time to get all my stuff. And since then I've I've been back for like a little get together with friends and stuff like that, but that was literally it. So I now have this world of weed that I pair with fun times but trauma or like traumatic times as well and a whole ass pandemic. And I know a lot of people out there can relate to me when I say I heavily relied on weed to get me through a lot, especially that whole year because junior year finished obviously at the beginning of the year for me. And then summer I wasn't working So I was going off of what little money I had from an internship that I had that last semester and really was just taking the time to heal. And my parents understood that thankfully, but I was really taking time to search in myself and like outwardly, like who the frick am I? I really, it was a wake up call the whole pandemic and I hate to say that like in a good way for me because it was terrible for so many people but it really it was bad and then it was good because I was able to reflect and think and and think back on my life like what have I been doing (laughs) you know what I've been Letting other people decide what I'm meant to be doing my whole life, basically. And even if it's not so literally, it's still subconscious to me. That's kind of confusing. What I mean to say is, (laughs) even if somebody's not directly asking me, hey, like, do you want to do this or this? And then I say, you choose kind of thing. It's not that. It was more like I was so concerned about what other people were thinking and what they expected of me that I just went with what I thought they would want me to do, if that makes sense. (laughs) So I was able to finally reflect for that moment, like, okay, I need to discover who I am. I'm going to take this break, not work for the summer and be a student, you know, like you are in high school and all the grades before that you get the summers off kind of thing. And college, but instead of just working through the summer, like typical college student and like saving for the next semester, I just took the whole thing off and did a lot of work on myself, did a lot of digging into like what people say is your shadow self or whatever your shadow side. Just the dark parts of myself, the trauma that I was covering with weed. And other unhealthy habits like eating bad foods and whatever. So that was a good slash hard summer because I did a lot of crying shit out (laughs) and healing. But I was really in a good state of mind, but also worried about going into senior year because senior year, obviously a lot of pressure, right? And as a fashion design student you have to make a whole collection. And we weren't going back to school that year. We were all still remote. So I was really nervous about that, but still like, okay, I've done all this work. I can do this. I can have a healthy relationship with weed and only use it when I just want to relax or when I don't have so many projects due or whatever. September rolls around (laughs) and I go back to working on my computer, going to Zoom school, you know, doing the damn thing. And it comes to me designing my collection. And one of the reasons why I didn't feel fashion design was right for me is, A, because, like I said before, I felt like everyone was always one, at least one step ahead of me, you know, and even though I was doing the work, I still felt unprepared in classes and everything, even though I had the work done. I had what they told us to get done, done, but I still felt unprepared and like, I didn't know what I was doing. So I, after that summer, I really kind of came to the conclusion that maybe I don't want to be doing this. (laughs) Maybe this isn't right for me. And I, realized that it wasn't what I was doing like the fashion and everything it wasn't all that that I loved it was the environment of being around my friends and being at school and having this whole new this whole other life that was separate from my life back at home kind of thing and not wanting not saying I want to go and live a double life that's not what I'm saying at all (laughs) But I felt so independent, you know, and I loved being in class, but I was, I even said junior year, I love my liberal arts classes, but I'm not loving my fashion classes because I felt so insecure. I felt like I was a terrible designer. No one understood what I was trying to do as far as professors go. And I didn't feel supported. So I was really struggling with that as well as my whole world that I knew was kind of crumbling underneath me because I finally was like, I need to be making decisions for myself. How do I make decisions for myself? (laughs) You know, so it's like learning a bajillion things all at once and just going full speed into this semester, this whole senior year. So it commences And it turns out to be the absolute worst semester I've ever had in my whole life. The absolute worst collection of months I've ever had in my whole life. Because I was, I, again, I felt so misunderstood with my collection and it's, it's a whole collection, you know, like even if there's one person that doesn't like it, whatever, fuck them. But literally all my professors just didn't get what I was doing, or it was mainly one professor. But once I got to reviews and everything, which is like our version of finals, it it was still such minimal feedback. And they just would just, Ooh, and ah, everyone else's looks except for mine. And it really took a toll on me. I felt so depressed and I was still having to muster up the motivation to do it anyways because it was a grade it wasn't just oh you have to do like you can do this if you want like you have to do it you have to show something at the end of the whole year so i was really struggling with the whole self-worth thing again like it was coming up again and i was like what the frick i thought i did all that healing over the summer to be prepared for this but i what i didn't know then was I had a lot more work to do. (laughs) And I was, again, coping with weed. I would get a cart every single time one would run out. Sometimes I'd just get two and then go through it like in a blink of an eye kind of thing. I was using it all the time just to get through making these garments and the whole entire art process, which if you're not familiar with different strains of weed, which I kind of wasn't then as far as like what I was getting myself, it can make you sleepy. It can make you so unmotivated to actually do things that you need to do. And that's the toxic part, at least for me, that I really struggle with is in a time where I need to be motivated, but I'm also stressed I smoke, (laughs) you know, so then I end up not wanting to do anything and then I kind of push my date or I push back whatever I need to do and then future me is like, fuck you, why did I do that to myself? So I finally make it through that semester. The winter is terrible and, and that's another part of it is seasonal depression, just not going outside ever and having all this work to do constantly cuz i like i liked art school a lot i love the people there everyone's just so unique and there's just so many things you could stem off to and try and create but doing creating a project and that's what they are all of the homework assignments are projects doing that every week literally nonstop until you get to the end of the semester and even then you're you have a month and then you're looking toward the next however many months of more projects that you have to do is so exhausting and I I'm not taking away from anyone else's profession or what they choose to study I'm not at all trying to invalidate how much work goes into so many other Careers. I'm not trying to be like that, but I'm saying for me as a student, as somebody who's doing something that they don't want to be doing anymore, (laughs) forcing myself to create these projects, it was just so grueling. And the next semester, I was so, so sad and depressed about the fact that I had to be going back. And on top of that, my uncle had passed away, like literally the end of January, a few days before I was going to be starting this new semester. And that really fucked me up. (laughs) Obviously, losing somebody is just uh, undescribable, honestly. And I was already coping with weed then. So it just continued. And I was chugging along through that semester, really trying to cope with, you know, the loss of my uncle, the loss of who I thought I was, the loss of everything that I thought was a part of myself. Just even the loss of creativity. You know what I mean? It was just thinking about it. (laughs) This is why I was like hesitant because it just... I felt it so much that thinking about it now just brings me right back there, you know? And I was just so, I was in such a bad, bad headspace and truly f- trying to find purpose and meaning through what I've learned thus far from, or what I had learned thus far from like my journey with spirituality and discovering my thoughts and beliefs around like a universe and whatever. I was really trying to have that push me through. And finally, I finished my collection, which is photographed on my Instagram. If you ever want to go look at it, I finished my dream collection, which was titled Daydream. And it was all about this concept where you fall asleep in order to escape. It was all about escapism and you fall. It was the process of falling asleep and waking up in a dream world. So I really made all my garments kind of a gradient into this dream world, this daydream. And I really loved the end of, of the school year. I really loved the end product of my collection. The photo shoot was amazing. Shout out to my friends that were (laughs) there. And looking back, being able to, first of all, just breathe out this huge sigh of relief was amazing. The best feeling of just being like, finally, I accomplished this. I am free of this what was literally hell at the time and I have something to show for it you know and it really was an expression of what I was going through because in the pictures in the looks they start out as dark and blue and just moody and they transition to these purples and pinks and end in hot fuchsia and peaches so that It was really just, again, this gradient into what I wanted was, which was an escape. And that's really what fueled the path that I chose in my mind to create this collection. And I always look back at the pictures, like when I just kind of, you know, randomly want to scroll through my posts on my page or whatever. I'll look at those photos and I'm like, dang, I really did that. You know, I created this whole collection and it was through the absolute worst time in my life. And yet I still pushed through and I have that to show for it. And it just turned out exactly how I could have imagined. And I bet you're wondering, hey, where'd the weed go? And it's still there. (laughs) It was still a big part of my life. But at that very end, I was able to really just, you know, drop my shoulders and breathe like, yes. Okay. Finally that pressure is off and I can breathe for a minute. And then once you know it, you got to get a job after that. (laughs) So that pressure was added onto my plate and with not knowing what I wanted to do, because I just threw away what I thought I wanted to do. I was really at a loss that summer of 2021. And finally, toward the end of the summer, the literal end of summer, I found a job working as a data entry clerk at a jewelry store, which was awesome because I was getting sufficient money, like a paycheck every week or not every week, but every other week. And I just had an income. So that pressure was finally off of me again. And it went back to me having more of like a healthier relationship with weed as far as only smoking at night to fall asleep sometimes when I have trouble or, you know, when I'm just relaxing, hanging out with a friend or by myself, whatever. It got a lot healthier around that time, mainly because I had all that pressure taken off of me, but also I was really discovering yoga again. So I was loving my body again, kind of going through that whole thing and just making healthier decisions in my life. I cut my hair in a way that made me feel way more confident. I was experimenting with different styles, really just finally feeling like I was settling into myself and ever since then my my relationship with weed is kind of like yes it's teetered but it's still pretty healthy and I don't rely on it to live my everyday life if that makes sense so I'm, a lot of times it's really for sleep because I have trouble turning my brain off at night I just think about one thing and it's just rolls and rolls and rolls until I'm like oh my God, it's been like two hours of me just closing my eyes and thinking about things I'm stressed about or things I did two years ago that I'm still being embarrassed about. (laughs) But again, it's a lot healthier now. And it really has just been along this whole process of becoming a healthier version of myself and striving to be my best self. And I'm not perfect. It's not all the time. I have times where I completely fall off the wagon. And I know it, I'm conscious of it, which is what allows me to come back to the version of me that I want to be. But I still take that break. And I eat whatever I want. I smoke however I want, or however much I want. And I just indulge and then I kind of reel it all in and knuckle down until like the next time where it's like, and I'm not saying it's like months at a time that I'm taking these breaks. It's like maybe a week. And then I'm like, okay, I got to get back to doing yoga consistently. I got to get back to eating healthier and whatever, drinking more water, all that jazz. And with that, I kind of, I reel in my weed usage and I kind of take a mini tolerance break. (laughs) But one thing that really helped me and my thoughts around weed, which I know we're coming up on like 40 minutes, but I really just this episode isn't gonna be long enough to be two parts, but it's not like I don't want to stop right now. (laughs) Like it's not gonna be in a half an hour like it usually is. So we're gonna keep rolling. But one thing that really helped me as far as like a mindset shift and thinking about weed in a different way was to replace like I'm doing right now, times of boredom with something else other than weed. And yes, it's hard. You have to have discipline when it comes to really talking yourself out of wanting to smoke whatever, or take an edible and be high but once you make that decision where you're like okay i'm going to read instead or i'm going to do this fun thing instead and sometimes it is food which also can be a little dangerous because if you're just going to eat you just know when you're high food tastes so much better so try not to cope with food <laughs> but just go and do a hobby that you like go for a walk go journal Go watch a video on YouTube or a movie or a TV show or something to fill that void or just like meditate or whatever helps you. There's so many different ways that you can fill those voidant moments of just that voice in your head that's like, I want to smoke, I want to smoke, I want to smoke. When can I smoke? Like, when's this person going to leave so I can smoke and blah, blah, blah. You know, like that voice in your head, it is just a voice. And I actually went to a yin yoga class yesterday. And the instru- the instructor was sp- walking us through a meditation once we finished in Shavasana. And she had mentioned something that I typically remind myself of but I had kind of, I do forget. And then y- you forget things, you know, and somebody says something and you're like, Oh my God, that's what I keep forgetting. And I need to come back to, and that's, what's going to help me. That's what is going to kind of like remind me, you know, but she spoke about this mantra that I actually first heard from sad guru. I believe that's how you say it. He's like this, I don't even know what you would call him, but he's very popular, like has a bunch of videos on YouTube and he's a super popular spiritual figure who just has people come to him and ask him questions. And he gives these just profound answers. Sometimes I'm like, I don't really get that, (laughs) but most times I'm like, wow, that it actually is a very profound way of thinking about that. But in class yesterday, I was reminded of something that I had actually initially learned from him and then remembered in class, which was you are not your body and you're not your mind. You're not your thoughts. You are just the one observing all of this. You're observing your body. You're observing your mind. You're observing your thoughts. This life around you. You are the observer. If that... And not many people... Okay. There are a lot of people that I know won't really subscribe to that kind of concept. But it does make a lot of sense when you think about it. In terms of being able to control your body and your thoughts, because you are able to. It just takes work to reframe your entire subconscious mind, but doing it consciously in order to affect the subconscious. (laughs) Okay, we're going off the rails, but essentially what I'm trying to say with this whole story about my journey is... It is a journey, (laughs) you know, it is a journey that takes a lot of time, a lot, a lot of patience and the knowledge of the fact that it's going to be a lifelong journey. And I don't think I'll ever give up weed unless I absolutely medically have to. But I do have times where I need a break. And even if I don't necessarily want to, I know that I need to in order to protect my mental state, my health, my physical health, all that jazz. So if this kind of sounds like similar to your story or somebody around you, Maybe just think about filling that void with things that you know are healthy for you. And that all ties into previous episodes, which if you haven't listened to, definitely go listen to those. Um, They'll give way more context to this whole healthy mindset that I've been trying to talk about um, and just being healthier overall because it does... You can change your life. You can change your life if you just get to know yourself, ask questions. Don't like, don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid. You have to accept that fear is most likely going to be the fuel to push you to do things that will change your life. So if you're afraid to do it, but in a nervous, I don't want people to judge me way, that probably means that you should be doing it. (laughs) Uh, Sorry to tell you. But that all being said, I think I'm going to leave this episode here. Uh, It's a long one, but hey, I'm just trying to get get the word out there, man. So if you enjoyed, leave a review, please, and thank you. Um, I have all my socials in the description or like the show notes of this episode. So if you want to follow me or look at the collection that I created, that will be down there. And yeah, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll catch you all next week.